Most of the time, staying connected is almost a given these days. But increasingly, we expect a high-quality experience, no matter where we are. That's one of the reasons SES launched a Mio offering, our ecosystem also known as O3B, which stands for the other three billion. To ensure that everyone, work and play, can have the connection they deserve and need. On this mini-series of the Satellite Stories podcast, we'll travel by cruise ship. It was a huge transformation that you could have a multi-hundred gigabit service and that would be something functional throughout the voyage. And we hear how governments across the world are relying on our services on the front lines. He says, I've been at sea for 18 years and every night I've been able to read my two and a half year old daughter a bedtime story over Facebook. To rescue operations. If they can get that data back to a, a local command post or even a fire station uh, away from the fire, can track it, they can use um, geographic information systems to map it, compare it to other data that they have available, water sources, weather sources, you can have a much more effective effort to save lives and protect property. Welcome to Satellite Stories. I'm your host, Christina Smith-Meyer. Over the next five episodes, we'll be giving you an insight into what O3B is, a broader perspective on what and how connectivity really comes together behind the scenes. Today we meet Sergi Mummert, SVP of Sales for Global Cloud and Strategic Partnerships. Based in the US, he's one of the men responsible for Global Cloud and Strategic Partnerships including the recent launch of our new collaboration with Microsoft. In our conversation, we talk Leo, Mio, Geo, and why he's particularly excited about our newer offering, O3B Empower. But first, he gives us a flavour of what it is he and his team do with this mysterious thing called the cloud. I focus on the cloud segment between public and private players. They would be um, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. And those are probably mostly public cloud players. And what we mean by public is you have open access to their services. It's not a private connection to them. Meanwhile, you have enterprise class cloud providers like Microsoft, like IBM, that you can get private connections to them to use their cloud resources. Amazon does it as well. And really, we work together with these players in terms of partnership and co-selling and finding opportunities together. They're really not directly customers. They're real partners to uh, uh, using the cloud resources. And what exactly are they using the cloud resources for? Well, boy, that's that's a long uh, long answer. Let me let me summarize. So many of the players, like Microsoft, for example, are looking into using an ecosystem, intelligent edge, intelligent cloud is what they would say. And then what that means is they built a software platform that you can use applications commonly in their data centers as well as in your premise. And they're the same experience, whether they're resident at your location or in their data center. And then you get the efficiencies of this software running on these shared platforms. And the idea is that the cloud now is really driving consumption-based. You pay for what you use, resources. So you no longer have a heavy capital cycle to invest in your IT on your premise. You now have a service you can use through a, a cloud provider. 
they break it into layers, if you will. So you have an infrastructure layer in terms of the equipment. There's the platform itself, and the platform means the software tools to develop applications. And then finally, the applications that are tailored for certain functions. Let's say you have a fleet of vessels running across the ocean, and you want to keep track of the cargo. Well, you can put sensors on there. Those sensors would send diagnostic information back over a network to the cloud. That diagnostic information would be consumed in the cloud. They would actually analyze it, and they can actually determine things by that information and recommend some operational changes. So you sort of have that idea of machine learning in the cloud, and eventually you have potentially have artificial intelligence helping you operate how you manage your cargo on your vessel. So it's sort of the physical world moving into the virtual world, helping you manage your physical world. That's really interesting. Is there another example you could give me in a different segment? I'll give you a government example. We work a lot with many governments. They do a lot in the ISR field in terms of surveillance and reconnaissance. They're producing a tremendous amount of data, and it could, data can come in many forms. It could be video. It could be uh, sensors of all forms. And the cloud actually has the tools and the algorithms to analyze the data and develop some recommendations or some insights that come back to the, the people operating in the field. So that must be making a huge difference to to our customers, but also their customers, obviously. Especially when it becomes more and more real-time. The fact that you have a connection that is reliable, dedicated, and um, high availability and resilient, that gives the comfort to the end user that that cloud resource is there and can help them and it won't be disrupted. So they really rely on the connectivity to drive that service. So then if we just take a step back for a second, what exactly is Satellite's role or O3B, our current MEO constellation? What is that role in the cloud? That's a great question. So we have a wonderful presentation that oftentimes we just start with saying global reach. The ability to serve the globe with a satellite service is really unique and it's new to the cloud industry. You know, our geosystem covers 99% of the world's population. Our MEO system gives high bandwidth connectivity across the globe. It really is a unique thing for them now to contemplate providing services where they never thought they could do it before. It could be a moving asset. It can be a fixed asset or remote location, something that moves around in terms of transportable. You often have government customers that change location. So that's sort of the uh, the main proposition. But key part to think about as well is every industry that's looking at the cloud today is transforming. And in the satellite industry, it's no different. We recently announced a partnership with Amdocs and Microsoft to um, adopt cloud capability in our network operations and orchestration capability. That will really give us a lot more uh, automation and ability to deploy and, and operate faster with our customers. They would expect that as they adopt the cloud. This announcement recently with Microsoft on ExpressRoute in terms of giving a private dedicated connection, that's also another key part because now we're offering an end-to-end service to the customers for a direct connection to the cloud. And I would just sort of say that the other part would see is that our network that we operate is over time, you're going to see more software capability to it. Some people use the term as being more virtualized and more elements of our network will be operated in the cloud. So not only are we going to enable customers to use the cloud, we ourselves will be using the cloud uh, and that will actually change and improve our business. So really it's a full circle benefit in terms of adopting the cloud. And then if we take a look at Microsoft Azure Express Route, so we had a big announcement in September about this new partnership. Can you just walk us through you know, what did day one look like? What was the 
challenge that Microsoft were looking at and, and how could we step in and, and help? Yeah, well, it, that, that was a really exciting announcement. So we started talking to Microsoft about the segments that we serve and, and the capability that a satellite provider like SES can provide them. They want to establish a unique category of express route for these private connections via satellite. And they're putting more marketing and promotional areas around it because they know that the industries they currently serve are interested in expanding the footprint. What's unique about now this offering with SES is that it, it adds the global reach of SES's satellite systems. Both GEO and the MEO systems, O3B, can now connect people back to Azure in a private dedicated connection. It's secure. It's reliable. It's something that you can have an end-to-end SLA, meaning that you have a service guarantee from your premise all the way through to the cloud. It's something that customers are used to having in where they have terrestrial connections, but not used to having available to them in the remote operations, their mobile operations, their transient operations, things that are transportable. So that really is um, what makes it unique. The other part of it is the customers, once they've connected, they can do a global footprint. They can do an edge compute, meaning they can put some of the Azure capability at their premise, and that can also be connected back over an express route to Azure. So the idea of a ubiquitous sort of single pane of glass operation for cloud is what a solid network like SES enables. And that's currently with our MEO offering O3B. So if we're looking to the future, um, 2021, we've got O3B in power. How is something like O3B Empower going to help Microsoft? Yeah, so we're super excited about Empower. It's really a game changer because if you can think about the cloud as a resource that people use at different times in different ways, it's really a consumption-based system. It's not that you have to commit long-term, dedicated, and you're sort of, quote, unquote, stuck with what you bought. You can keep adapting and learning and, and changing what you use. And that's really what's neat about O3B Empower. It's a very dynamic system. You can adjust what you use. You can move it around between the places that you use it. And it very much supports the cloud model in terms of the consumption. It has dynamic high bandwidth allocation. It's consumption-based. It's low latency. It's reliable. And it has high availability. All the things that a normal cloud would expect in a connectivity service. Is there nothing else out there that's actually available for, for customers like Microsoft to use? What, what sets O3B and Power apart from other alternatives, like Leo, for instance? Yeah, yeah. So it's several things. I would say that, first of all, the neat thing about O3B current and uh, future Empower right now is O3B is the only non-geo broadband system, period. Lots of ideas on the table, lots of things potentially in construction, but in operation today is O3B. Uh, O3B Empower will be really a unique player, even if we have Leo systems, because uh, O3B Empower has several things that other systems don't. It can aggregate tremendous amount of capacity into a single antenna. Leo systems that are contemplated would struggle to put a lot of bandwidth into one location. That's really not their business model. The aggregation and trunking capability gives O3B Empower really a unique proposition, especially since it's so flexible. It can adapt and adjust. It can move it with your operations as needed. I mean, today, obviously, the MEO system provides a tremendously low latency connection, which a lot of cloud services require. Are you able to give me another example, but in the context of Empower? Yeah, I I think Empower is really interesting for a lot of segments. We talk about maritime and cruise. uh, We talked about government applications. I would suggest that the energy sector, both oil and uh, mining, as well as renewable resources like wind farms and solar farms, all would benefit from uh, O3B Empower type system because its ability to 
uh, adjust its use, make it consumption-based, as well as low-latency services and high bandwidth. You know, the other thing to think about is we really believe in a hybrid network in the future. The idea that both satellite and terrestrial networks are combined into a solution so that you get a higher availability. And this gives a resiliency to the network that people then can really, really trust their high and critical workloads in the cloud. So that's really that idea of combining those different networks into a single connection, maybe using an SD-WAN solution and providing that all the way to the cloud. This is really what we think is the future of how O3B and even our geosystem will be used. So what kinds of questions are you getting from customers who are becoming more and more curious about O3B and power and what, what we'll be able to offer them? Well, from the cloud providers, they love the idea that this sort of capability will push into areas where it's not been available. If you can imagine, the cloud world really is, uh, when they think of network connectivity, they really think about fiber. They think about the performance of fiber, the throughput of fiber. But the one thing they're challenged with fiber is it's time for deployment, and in some maybe more uh, remote areas, the disruption or the outages that they might have. So having something like O3B in power that can either be a beachhead for a new location or a new application or be a resiliency factor in an existing deployment really gives them the comfort that they can grow the cloud consumption at that edge location. And what exactly are you most excited about looking to the future? Yeah, well, the opportunity is so uh, exciting for us. We we're growing our team. We're, uh, we're building partnerships. We know that we can't do all of this uh, on our own. We have to do it through partnerships. So we're working both with the cloud players and their partners. We have our own team of partners that we work with and try to show how by either region or by uh, industry segment, the solutions that the cloud and our connectivity can drive. And many ways, what gets me excited is when you do a uh, demonstration or a trial for a customer and they light up and say, wow, this really does work. It really does support expanding my cloud consumption to my whole operation. I won't give a specific name, but we had a, an opportunity where deployment of the cloud was going to be done with an edge server, like a little mini cloud on this premise. They had to assume that they were going to operate it in disconnected mode, meaning that the capability of that little cloud instance on their premise, all those resources were available to them, but they were not going to be connected back to the broader data center. So that meant it was a limited subset that they could do. They were happy about it. But when they learned that they could actually connect that edge device back to the cloud and have a really resilient connection and service, they said, oh, that opens up a whole new world because they can learn things and do things faster and have more real-time experience with those applications. So it definitely expanded what that capability could do. And that's really what is neat is that the investments they're already making can be improved with the connectivity that we provide. Thank you so much for your insights, Sergi. It's been really interesting to get a deeper understanding of exactly what we're doing in the cloud sector and also how O3B Empower has a very important role in that in the future. Absolutely. Anytime. Look forward to it. Thank you. Well, Sergi mentioned the energy sector, oil and mining, and that's where we're heading to next. To find out about life on an oil rig in the middle of an ocean. I learned early on the first trip out there when we enabled phone for the crew and, and being able to call home and, and have the calling cards and, and have that communication with friends and family. And, and that's definitely been something that we've seen in industry. Having the right crew amenities is key to keeping your crew. On our next episode of Satellite Stories, we'll learn how companies working remotely are finding ways to stay connected and retain their staff working for months at a time out in the field or even at sea.
Subscribe to this podcast so you're notified the moment our next episode is available. And for more about what we do, visit SES.com.